Hello and welcome. My name is Jackie Lindahl and this is the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am a mom, wife, an avid coffee drinker and weightlifter, as well as a personal trainer. And I own my own company called Fit Like a Girl Personal Training. In this podcast, I will help you reach your weight loss and fitness goals with no BS advice, cutting through all the myths and the crap that is out there so that you feel empowered and confident in reaching your goals. Along with fitness and health, I will also talk about many other subjects like mom stuff, life stuff, business, money, and so much more. So grab a coffee or put on your headphones and go for a walk and let's chat. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Like a Girl podcast. My name is Jackie Lindell. I am your host. Thank you so much for listening. In today's podcast, I wanted to talk about a very specific topic, um, and that is I wanted to discuss the foundations for building muscle mass. What do you need to do to build muscle mass for your goals? Now, this could be for many different reasons. You could be wanting to build muscle mass to get stronger. You could be building muscle mass to want to gain weight, or you could be building muscle mass because you're trying to lose weight and you want to maintain your muscle mass while you're in a weight loss phase. So I want to discuss the foundations for building muscle mass, kind of regardless of what your goals are and how to go about and the steps to take the things to optimize to achieve that goal. So I broke it down into a few different parts that I would like to talk about. First of all, discussing why you should try to build muscle mass and why building muscle mass is a great goal to have. And then also the the building blocks are the foundations for building muscle mass, which include your workouts and a progressive overload, proper nutrition, and sleep and rest and recovery. And I'll discuss each of those in detail in this episode. Without further ado, let's get into it. Why would you want to build muscle mass? It's a great question that a lot of people ask. And especially as a personal trainer, I get it all the time. Why should I want to build muscle mass? Why should I want to strength train? Give me the reasons why. So here it is. (laughs) There are several different reasons as to why your goal should be to build muscle mass with your workouts. With those, including you will get stronger building strength. Okay. That makes everyday life easier. Being able to get stronger and to build strength in your body, you'll be able to do so many more things. Not to mention the confidence alone that that gives you just to go about everyday life feeling stronger and feeling confident in yourself. Strength training and working out to build muscle mass is hard. So achieving that goal is very self-fulfilling and will build a lot of confidence in you. Not only that, being stronger, having more muscle mass will give you better function and mobility throughout everyday life. It won't hurt so much to bend down, to pick something up off the floor. You'll be able to move your furniture around your house, bringing groceries into your house. Those types of things make everyday life easier that you don't have to struggle so much to do. Not only that, because you're going to be moving in different ways that challenges your body's mobility, your overall mobility and flexibility will increase. Going down into a deep depth squat when you're strength training will help in everyday life for you to be able to squat down to pick something up to stand up or better yet to be able to lunge, to grab something, balancing on one leg, all those types of things can be achieved with strength training. So another great reason to have it. 
One of my favorite reasons that a lot of people overlook that strength training is so important is your quality of life as you age. So as we get older, we lose muscle mass and you'll see your grandma, grandpa, other elderly people in your life. You see as they get older and older, their strength starts to go. And with that, it's harder to walk. It's harder to move. They're more likely to fall. And when they do fall, they hurt themselves. And so being able to strengthen train and to maintain your muscle mass will help keep your coordination. As you get older, you'll be able to walk around more, less likely to fall and be injured because oftentimes when we're strength training, we're working one leg, then the other leg, we're working different sides of our bodies to maintain our strength and coordination. And that will help you as you age, less likely to injure yourself and have those detrimental falls, break a hip, all those types of things. Not only that, Strength training helps build and maintain your bone density, which is especially important in women because we are so much more prone to osteoporosis than men, that it is so important for us to continue to strength train throughout our life, not only to maintain that muscle mass, but to build our bone density and to maintain it, especially as we enter in the menopause age where we lose most of our bone density. So just... In 30 years, we don't really think about it much when we're in our 20s and our 30s and we're young. But in 30 years, when we are 50, 60, 70 years plus, we will be so thankful that starting strength training when you're young will make a huge difference in your quality of life at that point in time. So yeah, it's hard to think about what our life is going to be like when we're older, But if you put in the time now in the gym and in your workouts to build muscle mass and to maintain it, it will make your quality of life so much better when you're older. So something that you really need to think about that we don't often think about. Other reasons why you would want to strength train is helps increase your metabolism. Now, the difference isn't as big as a lot of people talk about. I think a pound of muscle adds to about an additional seven to 10 calories burn. But if you think about it, you add on like 10 to 20 pounds of muscle, it adds up to a couple, up to a couple hundred extra calories per day. So it would make a difference. The difference that immediate difference in your metabolism isn't that great, but later on down the road, it is that, um, extra calories that you're burning just from putting on muscle mass. And what it does is it increases your basal metabolic rate and your basal metabolic rate is the rate of which you burn calories just simply by existing. So breathing, sitting, all those types of things, you do burn calories just to be alive. And when you add on extra muscle mass to your body, your basal metabolic rate is what increases. And that is what helps you to just burn more calories at rest, which can increase your metabolism and help maintain it as you get older. As well as adding muscle mass to your body helps to shape and tone your body. So when we're talking about toning or getting toned. We're not talking about what the internet gurus talk about building lean muscle, long muscle. They'll talk about to kind of get those words in your mind of, Oh, you're not going to get bulky, which is a common thing that a lot of women especially get scared of is, Oh, if I touch weights, I'm going to get bulky. Listen, you're not going to get bulky. First things first, women, we aren't designed to get bulky like men are. We don't have the same hormones. So no, we don't produce muscle mass the same rate that men do. But when we're talking about the words getting toned or adding lean muscle, we're just talking about simply 
gaining muscle mass, adding muscle. So when you see somebody with toned arms or toned legs, they are strength training to build muscle on those legs. And then most likely they also ate in a slight calorie deficit to lose some body fat, which helps show the tone in your arms and your legs and your waist and things like that. So it's not that they're doing anything different or special when they're toned, they're just adding muscle mass to their body. And I think that it's a a very common misconception that there's a difference between building muscle mass and building muscle mass to tone. It's the same thing. It's just, you're building muscle mass, which shows through under your skin, which makes you look toned. So toning is a, in itself is a myth. We use the word in the fitness industry, the word tone, because it gets the image in people's mind of what they want to achieve. So I will say to my clients, you know, if you want to get toned, then we need to look at building muscle mass and strength training to get that toned look. It's not that we're doing anything special or different. It's just that I'm using the language so that people understand what I mean. When I say we should build muscle mass, they will think, okay, I, that'll help me get toned. That's all. So when you hear a trainer talk about it, it's not really that toning is anything specific or special. It's just that it creates that image in people's minds as to the goal of which they want to achieve. So those are the reasons why you should strength train. Again, there's a lot of them. I could go on forever. The impacts on your heart and health and everything else. There are many different reasons to strength train, not all which include just the way that you look alone, but also just how your body will feel and function and how much better it'll make your everyday life. Are you convinced yet? Because <laughs> if you're feeling convinced about gaining muscle mass, then we're going to get into the rest of this topic, which is how the building blocks of how to build and maintain your muscle mass. So the building blocks of building and maintaining muscle mass, I discussed them a little bit uh, before, but I will go over them in depth now so that you can kind of better understand what you need to be able to build muscle mass. And those are strength training X workouts at least three to five times a week with a progressive overload. And I'll go over that in a couple of minutes. Next is nutrition, getting your nutrition in check. So yes, your workouts are needed to help build the muscle and to get that foundation, but your nutrition is what helps the muscle actually grow as well as rest and recovery. You do need adequate rest and recovery to be able to build muscle mass. And if you're not getting enough rest, your body can't heal properly, which means that it can't grow the muscles. So it is very, very important. So let's talk about workouts, workouts for building and maintaining muscle mass. So obviously strength training is how we build and maintain, or is how we build muscle mass in the gym. And with strength training, meaning that you are adding resistance of some sort to help build your strength. So it's also known as like resistance training, weight training, strength training. They're all congruent. They all mean the same thing. And those basically what they're saying is that you're adding some form of resistance. So either your body weight, Either you're adding weight in the form of dumbbell, barbell, kettlebell, uh, using resistance bands you can also use, and that you're adding in a progressive overload. So what do I mean by progressive overload? A progressive overload just means that over time you are increasing the intensity of your workouts by either increasing your reps, your sets, or the amount of weight that you're using, or all three. Another form of progressive overload is also 
changing the tempo, such as slowing the tempo down of your exercise. All of those things making your workouts more challenging as time goes on to continually push yourself to get stronger and stronger. So like I mentioned before, there's different ways to add in progressive overload, and it all depends on kind of where you're at and what your goals are. Um, some great ways of adding progressive overload to your workouts, as I mentioned, is increasing your sets or your reps. So going from eight reps in a set to 10 or 12 reps, um, going from three sets to four sets, adding more weights. So instead of using a 10 pound dumbbell, you're using 12.5 or a 15 pound dumbbell. All of those things basically add up to your doing, your increasing the volume of which you are lifting during that workout. And by volume, what I mean is the amount of weight multiplied by the amount of sets multiplied by the amount of reps equals the amount of pounds in total you've lifted in that workout. So if you can do any of those things to increase that number, then you are adding in a progressive overload and you're challenging yourself continually over time. Now, as you get more experienced in lifting weights, you will find that your progress in your progressive overload slows down a little bit. So when you're first working out and you're very first starting, you'll find that you progress from weight to weight or rep to rep very quickly. You'll be able to move from 10 pounds to 15 pounds in a matter of a couple of weeks, for example, and you'll be able to add on weight quite quickly. But as you get more advanced, you'll find that your progress slows in that it will be harder to go from one weight to the next. It'll take more time to add on that little 10% onto what you're doing right now. It takes more time as you go on. Same thing with weight loss. Even if you are a person who has more weight to lose, you will find that initially your weight loss is quite quick and then it slows down over time. The leaner you are, the harder it is to lose body fat, just like the more fit you are and the more muscle mass you have, the harder it is to actually put on more muscle mass and get stronger. It's a little backwards. You would think that it would be the other way around, but unfortunately it is what it is. So in that, as you'll find over time, a progressive overload building up over time gets harder and harder. But generally speaking, by that point, you already have a pretty solid foundation of strength and muscle mass that adding that little bit on at over time will make a bit of a difference, but you'll find that it's not as dramatic of a difference as when you very first started. So that progressive overload just meaning that you're continually challenging yourself. And that is what's important. So that's why, like when I'm working with my clients and they have, you know, say they want to work out at home and they have a few different dumbbells at home, but not a whole lot. I always tell them like, you've got to get on the Facebook buy and sell and start searching for more weights because you're going to need more weights over time. Sticking with the exact same weight all the time, you're going to reach a point where you're not progressing anymore because you're not challenging your muscles anymore. So you need to find ways to be able to increase those weights, increase those reps, whatever you got to do to keep challenging yourself. And a good goal to aim for with an intensity of your workout is you want to try to aim for at least a six to seven out of 10 on an RPE scale. RPE just basically meaning rate of perceived exertion, which means how hard was the workout in your mind? A 10 being it's the maximum hardest workout that you could ever do, cannot possibly do any more. And a one being I'm sitting on the couch doing nothing. So if you're aiming for a six or seven, you're doing really good work. You're working hard, but you're not killing yourself. You still got a little bit left in the tank. You don't want every workout to be a nine out of 10 because that is going to burn you out quite quickly and you're going to be more prone to injury. 
Some workouts being a nine out of 10 is good, but not every single workout. The average workout should be around a six or a seven where you're putting in a good amount of effort. You're working hard. You're going to be tired after, but you're left feeling energized and feeling good after your workouts. You don't want to feel like you're dying every single workout. So that's a good idea to kind of keep in mind as you go throughout your workouts throughout the week is how hard and how difficult the workouts are. And you can reevaluate from there. One other thing is, is when, when it comes to building muscle mass, you need to consider how much weight you're lifting. So it's hard. I always get the question of how much weight should I lift in my workouts? And it's hard because you can't really give a number that works for everybody. There's some general numbers that I find work well for most people, but I can't give a number that works for everybody as far as how much weight should you do for a shoulder press or how much weight should you do for a squat because every person's different. What's heavy to one person will be really light to another and vice versa. I've had clients where, you know, I've had a client who is a hundred pounds and getting a hundred pound deadlift was like a big fucking deal for her. Whereas a hundred pounds to a lot of people isn't that heavy, but for her it was because that was where she was starting from. So it depends on the person. I also have a client who can squat four reps, 300 pounds, like easily. And so obviously doing a hundred pound squat for her is going to be nothing. (laughs) So I can't give a number because it's just based on what is your starting point and what are your goals? So as far as how much should you lift a good rule of thumb is when you're doing a set of, let's say just for example, 10 reps, by the time you reach rep seven, eight, nine, you want to start to feel really tired. Like you're starting to struggle to get your reps out. Now, the most important thing to remember is you can still finish the reps with good form, but you're getting to the point where you're feeling like, holy shit, I need a break. And when you're done that set of 10, you need at least a one minute break to recuperate before you do your next set. And if you say, for example, are doing your rest set in between your sets and you are good to go after 30 seconds, that's an indicator that you should probably up the weight because you didn't lift enough. So use that as kind of a guideline when it comes to judging how much you should lift for your workouts. You want to be lifting enough that you are really challenging yourself and that your muscles are starting to get fatigued and tired towards the end of your set, but you're not sacrificing your form at the same time and challenge yourself a little bit. I find a lot of times, especially with women, we're so shy when it comes to lifting weights in the gym that we are afraid to challenge ourselves. You're not, you know, whereas like men, on the other hand, I've trained quite a few men over the years. And usually I have to tell them like, you know, we need to go down and wait because your form sucks. <laughs> Whereas a lot with women, I'm like, okay, we need to get past this 10 pound shoulder press because you can really like shoulder press 15 to 20 pounds. You can really do more than that. So get out of your own head a little bit, challenge yourself. And if you're not sure about your form, it never hurts to get it checked out by a trainer or somebody who knows what they're doing just so that you can feel confident in, okay, I know what I'm doing with my form. I can up the weights now. So just keep that in mind when you're going through your workouts, you want to be working hard. You don't want to be just going through your workouts, tra la 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 la, because you're not going to get, you know, the results that you want. You should be making ugly lifting faces and challenging yourself during your workouts. And if you're not, then it's probably an indication that you can do more. Um, another great question that I get is how many days a week should I be working out? Now, a lot of people feel like they actually need to do more workouts than what they actually need. When it comes to building muscle mass and strength, you can make amazing progress with three to five workouts a week. 
three to five workouts a week, not even seven days a week. A lot of people feel like I got to do six days a week, seven days a week to build muscle mass and strength. You don't three to five times a week. You're going in the gym, you're putting in a really good effort and then you're getting out of there. So we're not screwing around for two hours at the gym. You're going in, hit it hard, like a hammer three to five times a week, get in a good amount of rest, which I'll talk about later on. And you'll be able to make a lot of progress with that. So no, you don't need to work out six days a week to see great results. I mean, really, honestly, for a lot of people, four days a week is an excellent place to be. And you can make a lot of progress in that. And that's because you're going to be going into the gym to give it a good amount of intensity those three to five times a week. I find when people are working out six, seven times a week, it's too much and they don't have good enough rest and they can't quite hit those workouts as hard as if they scaled back a little bit. And that's something actually I do with a lot of my clients. I'll have clients come to me and they're working out six days a week and they're thinking, why can't I get any results? I'm not getting the results that I want. So what I'll do is I will scale them back and I'll scale them back to three to five times a week with strength training. And they start seeing results because when they go to the gym, they can go to the gym and hit it with that intensity and they're getting enough rest to be able to rest and recuperate for the next workout, as well as they're not killing themselves with crazy workouts six days a week. They're able to go in, hit it hard like a hammer and then get out and have really good quality workouts. So a lot of times it's about the quality of workouts and your plan and not so much the quantity of your workouts. You don't necessarily need to do more. So when you're growing muscle mass, how muscle mass actually grows is when you're in the gym and you're working out, you're actually creating little micro tears in the muscles. So when I'm doing a bicep curl and you're repeating it over and over, you're creating little tiny micro tears in your muscles. And then what happens is, is those muscles now have to heal. So your body will take the nutrition that you're intaking as well as the rest and all that kind of stuff. And they go in and they heal those muscles by adding in more muscle tissue. And that's how the muscle grows. Rinse and repeat that process over and over again for months. And those little tiny tears will grow and grow and grow and grow as they heal as time goes on. And that's actually how muscles are created. And what that's actually also the soreness that you experience after your workouts. So a lot of people will say like, oh, I'm sore because of the lactic acid buildup in my muscles. When actually the lactic acid that's built up in your muscles after a workout disappears quite quickly within less than 24 hours, that muscle, that lactic acid is moved out. But what is still there is, um, your delayed onset muscle soreness, also known as DOMS. And that is those tiny tears in your muscles now healing, um, afterwards. So that's where you'll hear people say like the, um, delayed onset muscle soreness or the DOMS is you get sore, not the next day, but the second day. So people say, Oh, I always get more sore the second day after my workout. And that's because of that delayed onset muscle soreness created by those little tiny tears in your muscles that have to now heal. And that's what that soreness is. So, and it can last quite a while. Like I've been personally working on my core and a common myth when it comes to built with, um, training your core is you actually, um, a lot of people think that like you don't build muscle mass in your core, but you do your core, like your ab, your abs are muscles and they grow just like any other muscle. So I've been doing more strength training in with my core in just to help build a little bit of muscle mass there to still after, um, 
baby number two, trying to rebuild that strength again. And I was doing some different core exercises last week that I have not done in a long time. And that was on Thursday that I was doing those exercises. And today is Monday and I am still sore. <laughs> My core is still sore from doing those, muscle, uh, those, uh, exercises. So just so that, you know, the delayed onset muscle soreness can last a little bit longer than you want, but it gets better over time. Just like when I mentioned earlier that as you get more and more advanced in lifting weights and adding muscle mass that it's harder and harder to build muscle mass. It's also going to be harder and harder to make yourself really sore. And you'll find that over time you'll get less and less sore. And I always tell my clients, you know, like the first three weeks of workouts are hard and you're going to be sore when you're very first starting, but over time you'll get stronger and better and your muscles will get used to moving in that way. And you'll get less and less sore over time. And when you're an advanced lifter or somebody who's been working out for a long time, like I have, when you do get sore, you find it sticks around a lot more <laughs> because it took a lot more effort to get sore, um, than it normally does. So just so that you're aware that the soreness doesn't stick around all the time. You don't have to be sore after every single workout that is super common. And it's actually a good thing. It's a positive thing. I'll tell my clients that like, if you're getting less sore and you're not as sore as you used to be, that's a positive thing because your body's getting used to these changes. And it means that you've been consistent. And that's the other thing, the last thing that I wanted to touch on when it comes to workouts. You need to be consistent. If you're wanting to build muscle mass or maintain muscle mass, you need to stay consistent with your workouts. Now, consistent doesn't mean perfect. Doesn't mean that you can't take a week off. Doesn't mean that you can't, you know, miss a workout here and there. It just means you need to be consistent months and months over time. You're not going to build a crazy amount of muscle mass in six weeks. You're just not, you're not going to, uh, you know, on the flip side, you're not going to see significant loss in progress and muscle. If you take a week off after you've been working out for four months, it's what you do most of the time that matters. So showing up to those workouts week over week, month over month, consistently, not perfectly, but consistently is what's going to get you results and help you build and maintain that strength and that muscle mass so that yes, you can have a little bit more leeway and not be so worried about, Oh, I missed a workout last week or whatever. So just a reminder that it matters what you do most of the time, not what you do some of the time to the next part, which is nutrition very, very important. So there's a few key things that we need to consider when it comes to nutrition for building muscle mass. Now I'm going to speak a little bit about fat loss, but the main, the main goal of this podcast is to just talk about muscle gains rather than just focusing solely on fat loss. So let's first talk a little bit about calories and how the different calories, uh, ranges can affect your muscle gains. Um, and then we can get into more specifics into the macronutrient and protein intake. So calories, just a reminder of what calories are. It is a unit of measurement of energy that food gives us. So food is our fuel. It's how we are able to fuel our bodies for our bodies to function regularly, as well as fueling things like muscle growth. So for ideal muscle growth, you do need to monitor your calories in that you want to make sure that you're consuming enough energy. So that number one, you have enough energy to do your workouts. As we talked about before, being able to hit those workouts hard and being able to have enough energy for those. That is very important because if you are trying to do high intense workouts, lifting lots of weights and all that kind of stuff on piss poor calories, 
you're not going to have good workouts and you're not going to get enough stimulus in those workouts to stimulate any sort of muscle growth. So you need to make sure that you are in taking enough calories. Now, ideally, if we're talking about serious strength gains, serious muscle growth here, we're not going to be super focused on fat loss just because the, um, goals of those can sometimes fight against each other. So if you are in too severe of a calorie deficit, like I just said, you're not going to have enough energy for your workouts, but not only that, you're not going to have enough energy for your body to go in and repair those muscles and grow. So ideally you are going to be consuming closer to maintenance, if not in a slight surplus, if you're really seriously wanting to make some muscle gains. And a lot of people, especially women have this mental block when it comes to wanting to do, um, like what we would consider a bulk where you're wanting to purposefully put on muscle mass, you will have to go into a calorie surplus. And a lot of women have this bulk or block in their mind because they think that when they go into a calorie surplus, that automatically means that they're just going to gain weight. Like you're just going to get fat. And that's not necessarily what is going to happen, especially if you are going to be focusing on strength gains and muscle gains. A calorie surplus, a slight calorie surplus can help do that where you're going to be having enough energy to help not only feel those workouts, but repair and grow those muscles. So yes, you may, because you're in a calorie surplus, you may put on a tiny bit of fat, but if you're really being, um, mindful and intentional about your workouts and working hard and focusing on muscle gains, the majority of what you're going to gain is going to be muscle mass and not as much fat. Gaining a little bit of body fat doesn't mean that you're completely screwing up or you're going backwards. Like it's not the end of the world gaining a little bit of body fat. I can guarantee you if you're at, at the point in your journey where you're seriously considering wanting to put on some serious muscle mass and gains and stuff, you're not going to be panicking too much about gaining body fat because you know how to lose it. I guarantee it already. You know that after a while of being in a bit of a surplus, you can go into a slight deficit and lose that body fat. And it's not as big of a deal as you may think it is in your mind. So it's something to consider that if you're at the point in your journey where you maybe have lost some body fat and you're like, Hey, I really want to put on some muscle mass. I really want to kind of like fill out a little bit and like get the toned arms and get the toned legs and all that. Then it may be something to consider going into either maintenance calories or even just a tiny surplus. And when I'm saying surplus, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. An extra hundred calories, 200 calories a day can really make that difference where you're going to be helping yourself put on some muscle mass and gain, get those gains, but without putting on a ton of body fat. So it might be something to consider if you're at that point in your journey. Now, can you gain some muscle mass in a calorie deficit or gain strength even in a calorie deficit? Yes, you can. Um, the gains that you're going to make obviously aren't going to be as awesome as the gains that you could make if you were in more of a maintenance or calorie surplus, but you can, especially if you're a newbie. So if you're a newbie in the gym and you're just starting and you're wanting to kind of lose body fat and put on a little bit of muscle mass or tone up or whatever, you can go be, you can do that in a calorie deficit. Now, 
like I mentioned before, you can't be in a severe calorie deficit. I'm talking like maybe two to 300 calories below your maintenance, nothing crazy. You want to make sure that you're having enough feel for those workouts and that your muscles can heal and repair and all that stuff. Um, while you're still losing body fat. So yes, you can, especially if you're a newbie, but you'll notice over time, the more advanced you get in the gym, the harder it's going to be. And that's where you might see your progress, uh, for strength or muscle gains stall out. And that's, uh, you know, everybody kind of goes through it. I went through it as well. And that would be where you would start to up your calories a little bit to make sure that you're getting in enough fuel and everything to help stimulate those workouts and get that growth. So something to consider based on where you're at and what your goals are. If your goal is to seriously put on some muscle mass, you can always lean out later. You can always, you know, do a little bit of a cut and go into a calorie deficit later to lose some body fat while after you do a little bit of a phase of having increased calories and getting some gains on yourself. So Something, something to think about a lot of people, what they do is they get caught in this kind of yo-yo, um, phase where they want to gain muscle. So, okay, I'm going to do a bulk. I'm going to increase my calories and all that kind of stuff. And then they see they gain just a little bit of body fat or the scale goes up a little bit more than they were expecting. Oh, oh, oh. Then they cut back, but they've only really been in a, um, surplus for like a month. So they'll do like a month of a surplus. And then they're like, Oh no, no, I'm gaining body fat. I don't like that. And then they go into a cut and then they do this like yo-yo back and forth where they're not really making any progress. <laughs> you're not really going to gain any muscle. So if you're really truly wanting to gain some muscle mass and stuff, you got to give it time. Like you got to give yourself three months, four months, five months, six months, even of that slight surplus, or at least at maintenance and working hard in the gym and giving it that time and consistency that we've talked about before to really see results and then going into a bit of a cutting phase for a little bit. And rather than doing the yo-yo back and forth, then you're going to actually see results there. So it's something to consider. Other things when it comes to nutrition that you need to consider, obviously we're not going to skip over this. We're going to talk about protein intake. Everybody knows that to stimulate muscle growth, if you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, <laughs> you'll know that to aid in muscle growth, you need to have your protein intake on track. And by that, I mean, in consuming enough protein to help repair those muscles. So Protein is the main macronutrient that helps growth in our body, helps your hair grow, helps your skin grow, helps you heal after an injury or after a cut or after in the gym, when you are making those little tiny micro tears in your muscles, helping to heal and grow those muscles. So that is part of what protein does. And that's why protein intake is so important. So making sure that you're consuming enough the common question everybody wants to ask is how much protein do I need? So a lot of people will hear that you need to eat one gram, one gram per pound of body weight, one gram per pound of body weight. And that was kind of more of a thing, kind of like five to 10 years ago when bodybuilding really came up in the fitness industry. Um, nowadays, the science has really shown that if you're anywhere from 0.8 to one gram per pound of lean body weight or pound of your goal weight, uh, then you are good. So say for example, I want to be 150 pounds or 150 pounds is kind of my lean goal, my lean body mass. I would take 150 times it by 0 0.8, uh, which I believe here, let me do some math, just some math here on the fly. You can hear it. 
120. So it'd be a hundred at minimum, 120 grams of protein a day would be what I want to hit at minimum. And if you're anywhere between that 120 to 150 grams of protein, if your goal body weight or your lean body weight is 150, then you're golden. So give yourself a little bit of a range. You don't have to hit those hard and fast numbers. If you can get within that range, you're doing great. So it's not as like you have to hit one to 1.5 grams per pound of body weight. That's a bit too much. And, uh, it's a very old school mentality, whereas you can scale back a little bit and still see great results. The other thing that you want to consider is your energy that you're going to get. So yes, calories are energy and you need to make sure that you're consuming enough energy. The other thing that you need to consider when you're going into the gym, and especially when you're going to be working out hard in the gym is your carbohydrate intake. It was very common over the past few years with the rise of keto diet and, you know, the demonizing of sugar and the demonizing of carbohydrates that people were showing up at the gym running on empty when it came to carbohydrate intake. And then they're wondering why they were having shitty workouts. You need carbohydrates. Okay. You're going to need those carbohydrates for that energy for your workouts. Our brain and our muscles favorite fuel is glucose. Carbohydrates are broken down into glucose and then they are used to create energy and movement within our body. So you need carbohydrates. So making sure that at least generally an hour to an hour and a half before your workout, you're consuming some form of carbohydrate with a little bit of protein. Sandwiches are great when it comes to pre-workout, by the way. Pre-workout snack, have a sandwich. It's fantastic. You get your carbs, you get your protein, probably a little bit of fat, and you get all those main macronutrients and some great energy for your workouts. Something to consider. Making sure that you're having carbohydrates and enough so that you have energy in your body to work out. Otherwise, you're going to have shitty workouts and you're not going to be able to hit that intensity that you need to create that stimulus to get those muscles to grow. So I feel like for nutrition, that's really kind of all that I need to touch on. Just making sure that you're getting in a good amount of calories, whether your goal is, whether you're in a calorie surplus, calorie deficit, or at calorie maintenance, making sure that you're consuming enough calories, making sure that you're hitting your protein goal at least 80% of the time, and making sure that you're getting carbohydrates in so that you have enough energy for your workouts. Last thing that I wanted to touch on, and one of the most important things that is really overlooked when it comes to just in general, health in general, but also muscle growth and um, strength gains is rest and recovery. So yes, when you're hitting the gym, you are creating a stimulus on your muscles, creating those little micro tears. Then you're feeding your body with great nutrition. You're hitting your protein, getting adequate calories, getting in your carbs so that you can make sure that you're hitting the gym hard. But the other missing piece of the puzzle that most people don't think about is your rest and recovery. Are you sleeping at night? making sure that you are getting adequate sleep, seven to nine hours, people, you're adults, let's go with our sleep. And not only that, that you are taking rest days throughout the week. So if you are working out in the gym, you're not growing muscles in the gym. Okay. Your muscles don't grow in the gym. Your muscles grow in rest and recovery. So that is actually how your muscles grow you need recovery for those muscles to grow. If you're constantly hitting the gym and overworking yourself, number one, you're going to burn out. Number two, you're going to be more prone to injury. And number three, you're not 
going to get that rest and recovery that your body needs to grow those muscles. So if you're wanting to see muscle gains, you need to make sure that you're having at least one to two rest days a week. I'm not saying that those rest days have to be doing nothing, sitting on the couch or whatever. You can have a slightly active rest day with some mobility, some stretching, do some yoga, go for a walk, that kind of thing, like a little bit of just like light activity, but take a break from the weights at least twice a week, at least, um, to make sure that your muscles can recuperate and recover so that you're ready to go again for the next week. More isn't always better when it comes to strength training. Quality is better when it comes to strength training. Keep that in mind. So making sure that you're getting those actual rest and recovery days and you are sleeping better at night. So if you find that your sleep is shit, you're staying up till late in the morning, watching TikTok, whatever it might be, and you know that your sleep is crap, put in some good habits to fix that. When you have better sleep, you're going to have better workouts. You're going to have better energy. You're going to make better choices when it comes to your nutrition, and you're going to just overall think better throughout the day, think clearly throughout the day, and you're less likely for injury and things like that. So making sure that you're getting adequate sleep at night, if you can control it. Obviously, if you have young kids, if you're a shift worker, that kind of thing, not everybody can control it. Some nights right now, my daughter sleeps great. Some nights she sleeps like shit. There's not a whole lot that I can do about that, unfortunately. And if you have young kids like I do, we feel each other. We're in the same boat. But If you have control over your sleep habits and you are not fixing that, girl, you got to get on it. Fix your sleep habits so that you can have better recovery and better results. I feel like so many people underestimate the importance of sleep. And I feel like a a podcast on sleep in and of itself, I could probably talk for an hour about why sleep is so important, not just for workouts and things like that, but just for overall health. But anyways, I digress you know that rest and recovery is important. At least those two rest days a week, one to two rest days a week, and that you are getting in enough sleep at night to help promote recovery for those muscles that you're trying to grow. And those are the foundations for building muscle. Strength training in the gym, making sure that you're being consistent with a progressive overload and giving yourself lots of time. I've talked so many times about why being consistent and why being patient is so important for your goals. You know that it's not rocket science. It's hard. Yes, but it is what you need to do. You need to be patient and you need to just continually show up for your workouts. Next is making sure with your nutrition that you're getting adequate calories, you're hitting your protein goals, you're giving yourself carbohydrates for energy, and you are not, and you're being consistent with those as well. And then the last is rest and recovery, making sure that you are getting adequate sleep at night and you're giving yourself at least one to two days of rest from strength training a week. So that's the podcast. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate anybody and everybody who comes by the podcast to listen. Uh, if you haven't already, I would love and appreciate a five-star written review of the podcast. They really just help grow the podcast and create more visibility for the podcast so I can help more people with it just like you. And if you don't already, feel free to follow me on Instagram. I will post my Instagram handle in the show notes and you can find me on there. From there, you can also find my TikTok and YouTube and all that other stuff. Um, But my main place that I like to spend my time is on Instagram. And if you like this podcast and you enjoy it, I would love for you to DM me. Send me a message saying what you liked about it and DM me sure any questions 
questions that you have. I love chatting with people and just answering questions. So feel free to message me anytime. Lastly, if you have questions about my online training options or you are interested in working with me, feel free to head to my website, www.fitlikeagirlalloneword.ca. And from there, you can fill out my inquiry form or just my contact form and ask me some questions. And I'm more than happy to help you and answer. Otherwise, I just wanted to say again, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day.